Hello and welcome to the new series of Dad Educates Daughter. I'm Russell and this is my daughter Rebecca. Hello Dad, you okay? I'm fine thank you, so did you have a good break? Yeah, excited to get back to it with uh, your new music, new sounds, see if you can live up to saying that it's getting better in the middle of the 80s now. Yes, I mean obviously as I said um, when I gave you the songs for this week in... um, the bonus episode that you yeah. set me where you yeah. turned the uh, tables. There is like three weeks, I think still before my time. And then, then we get into the, um, the 82 onwards, mm. which I'm looking forward to because obviously I know what's lined up and I think you're in for a treat. Ones that you like. So you think that I like, even though I surprise yeah, you I, quite often. Yeah. Ones that I grew up with. Definitely. So let's talk 80s music. So this is episode one of series two. Yeah. And the bands I gave you for this week were, as I say, they're they're still early 80s. So Thin Lizzy, Mm -hmm. Rainbow, Skids, Blockheads, Darts and Matchbox. Yeah, quite a few this week. Yeah. So um, obviously you've listened to them. So... uh, any number ones? So I wanted to say none, but something is telling me that there's going to be two. But I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know who to say has got that. But something's telling me there's going to be two, but I don't think there is. So I'm going to go with two, but don't ask me who. Okay. Well, you definitely listen to some number ones or a really? number one. Just the yes, one. Yes, because there was one. Okay. Okay. Don't ask me who that could possibly be from, though. Okay, so um, we'll start with Thin Lizzy then. So tell me what you thought of Thin Lizzy. So it wasn't what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but you've brought back the rock, haven't you? Yeah, they are known as a hard rock band. Oh, hard rock. I wouldn't have said hard rock. I wrote down soft rock. Oh, well, they're, so I'm a bit they're shocked classed by that. as hard rock, but I wouldn't put them as, yeah. I mean, I suppose, would you put them with Queen? Or, I mean, they're not heavy metal, definitely, but yeah, it's whether mm. you'd put them with Queen and I that sort these of, ones. or a bit mm. more. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I suppose it depends where you'd put, I can't remember what we've classed you two as, because they're probably a similar ilk to you two. Okay. Well, I just thought they got they got progressively more rock. So it's like much as I say it's soft rock, they got harder rock as the songs went on. So like the boys back in town and dancing in the moonlight were quite mellow for rock, I think, even Chinatown. And then uh-huh. as you got down to the thunder and lightning, that's a more rock. Like in Cold Sweat, I was like, oh, they're screaming and shouting. Killers Live was very instrumental. And then you got Thunder and Lightning. That was just fast paced. I couldn't really understand it. I've got a question, though. The boys are back in town. Has that ever been covered? Because I recognise it. But I feel like it's been covered in a different way. It may well have been. I'm not aware of it. I didn't look into it. didn't, you know, it's not something I've looked into, I'll be honest. Mm. And it's not something I remember them. But it is used a lot for a lot of things. Okay, yeah, because when I first, because that was like the first song that I listened to, and I was like, oh, I like this, I recognise this. But then it was like different to what I had in my head, so I feel like it's been not covered, but maybe redone, like yeah. rewritten in a bit. 
kept similar because I recognised it. Also, this sounds really horrible, but by the name Thin Lizzy, I thought there'd be a woman. No, there was no woman. No, there is no woman. There is, I've so, been the name. Yeah, so Thin Lizzy are made up of Eric Bell on guitar, Eric Wixon on keyboards, Phil Linnett on vocals, and Brian Downey on drums. Then um, Bell left in 73 through ill health, and he was replaced on the guitar by Gary Moore, and he only lasted a few months and was replaced by Brian Robertson and Scott Gorman as well. So they then had two guitarists. Right, okay. Moore returned in 78 to replace Robertson. And then in 1979, Moore left again and was temporarily replaced by Midjour. Oh, oh, he's back, is he? He's back. Only, only temporary and then Moore come back, but yeah. Oh, so that Moore's very back and forth with the group, isn't it? Yeah, they were formed in 1969 in Dublin. And as I say, they're classed as a hard rock band, but I suppose a rock band. Mm. And uh, Linnett, Phil Linnett, he, he composed or co-composed almost all of the band's songs. Okay. And he was the first black Irishman to achieve commercial success. Oh, so he's like kind of big time. Yeah, yeah. And um, him and Majura, I mean, when he, he went solo and Majura actually um, wrote some songs with him. And one of them was um, for Top of the Pops. But we'll go into that a bit more detail for when we go into his solo career or Majura's <laughs> solo career. But yeah, um, they, they, they did work. So even though Majura was only with Thin Lizzy for a short while. They built up a relationship. They recognised each other and... Mm. Um, worked with each other, collaborated with each other, when Linnett left the band. How long did they go on for? So I was just about to say, the band split in 1983. Okay, because I was going to say, I feel like this week, the bands haven't lasted long. Yeah, so Linnett, obviously, as I say, he went, done his own stuff. And as he was the main, he was the vocalist, and he also wrote and or co-wrote most of the, the music stroke songs. Mm. Um, I suppose there wasn't much they could, they could do although um as i'll explain so linnett died in 1986 from heart failure and pneumonia and on the back of that scott gorham and brian downey they reformed the group um with a darren wharton on guitar and john sykes on vocals uh, and with marco mendoza joining on bass and it was for i suppose tribute to, to linnett mm. Sykes then left in 2009 with Gorham claiming we will be back soon. And in 2010, saw the band reformed with a completely new lineup. Um, but they split in 2012 before returning again in 2016. So they have been on and off. But I mean, the, the thin Lizzie that everyone knows would be the one with Phil Linnett. When, mm. when Phil Linnett left, and obviously then when he died, that in a sense was also the death of Thin Lizzie. Yeah. Okay, so they had one top 10 hit in the 80s and oh, okay. they had five top 40s and they had three top 10 albums in the 80s as well. I got really confused then. I like misheard that you said top 10. So when you said in the 80s, I was like, oh, so not all of these are from the 80s. But then I realised you said top 10 and they were all top 40s. Ugh. 
No, you're right. They weren't all in the 80s. Right. OK. That's another thing that I think I've noticed this week. A few of them are like 70s. Yes. I think a few. I think all of them. Hence why I. they're not bands that are known for their the 80s. Right, However, okay. they did. They were in that set. They were in that crossover 70s into the 80s. So mm-hmm. I've gone through a lot. But these had the majority of their success was definitely in the 70s. I suppose in a sense, a bit like ABBA, but, you know, ABBA did did go did on and still had into. number ones and that in the 80s, whereas these had more minor hits compared to what they'd had, I suppose yeah. is a better way of putting it. Yeah. So, um, as I say, they had three top 10 albums in the 80s. Okay. So there's one in 1980 at number seven. One in 1981 at number six and one in 1983 at number four. So their albums were still, you know, top five, top five albums, you know. Yeah, yeah. And as far as the charts go. Mm. Um, And even in 1979, so just before, they'd had two top two albums. Oh, wow. They never had a number one album, but they did have... As I say, two albums, 78 and 79, that reached number two in the chart, in the album chart. So even though they weren't big in the 80s, mm, they still, still had got... the albums still, they still had their core fans. Yeah, definitely. But I guess then if they were big in the 70s, they had fans following through till they broke up, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah, so that yeah definitely. Like, like, like all the uh, yeah. groups, I suppose. You had your core fans. Yeah. So um, you had what? Seven songs to listen to of Thin Lizzy. Yeah. So yeah. do you want to go through them and what you thought of them? And yes. Was so, there a number was a number one in there? Well, this is what I mean. I don't know. You said there's only one. And like yeah. I could not, I don't think I'm gonna be able to place where the number one comes. Okay. All. So I'll shock you when we get to the number one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, these weren't they weren't too bad. I feel like it's a half and half of liking the songs. Like, I feel like you know when it's got to the more how I said it got progressively more rock, they're the songs that didn't hit with me as much because the instrumental comes in and they're screaming and shouting. That's not my thing. But like the beginning stuff, I really enjoyed. Okay. So do you wanna do you wanna go through them one by one and I'll let you know what year they were released and where they came? Yeah, so the boys are back in town was my favourite, really enjoyed it, it was like sing-along, like right up my street, I've started marking them now, so that got a nice four out of five, really enjoyed Uh that one. Yeah, the boys are back in town, was actually for 1976. Wow, that might be why it's more, like in the 70s, it might be why it's not as hard rock. Yeah, and it was actually their biggest hit, which is why I gave you it, even though it was, you know, so, you okay. know, so early. Yeah. Um, and that got to number eight. And that's their biggest hit? That's their biggest hit. You said they've only had one top ten as well. Oh, no, that, you said one oh, did I say ten one? In the, no, you said in the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's not that one. No. Okay. Well, that was my favourite. Really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Dancing in the Moonlight was the same. Same vibes, sing along, yeah. another four out of five. That was a good one. Okay. That was from 1977, so a year later. And that only got to number 14. I say only, still top That's 20. Still top 20, yeah. Number yeah. 14. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. And then Chinatown. That one's got a bit more mellow to it. 
I found compared to those two were getting out of like they're quite upbeat and dancey but Chinatown was a bit more mellow um so I got three out of five but again I still enjoyed it it's not as hard rock yet so that was nice so that's your first uh, you're now into the 80s now so okay. Chinatown 1980 number 21 Okay, that's not too bad, I guess, coming in, doing the change. But then they do go downhill a bit because they, they release Killer on the Loose and that's where they get more on the rock side. And it just, I don't know what it was for that one. It just didn't really hit me. Look, that got a one. So Killer on the Loose, 1980, number 10. Is that done better than Dance in the Moonlight? And yes, China. and that was their number, that was their best single in the 80s. Oh, that's their top 10 in the 80s. That's their number uh, 10. So I only just got in. I don't count. Um, and then you got Bad Reputation from the EP. Yeah. Um, and that's just very instrumental. I got two. Yeah, so that's from their 1981 Killer Live EP. Mm. Um, and I gave you Bad Reputation as the song from that, and that got to number 19. Okay. Oh, see, that's what I find. Rock hits well in the eighties. It was weird. And then cold sweat. That's the one where I'm like, oh no, you're screaming and shouting at me. That was number two. So 1983. That's from. Okay. And cold sweat got to number 27. So as you can okay. see now, they're on the starting the, the, to go down. The decline. Yeah. And then you ended with thunder and lightning, which was just really fast paced and couldn't really understand that good one. Um, so that's also from 1983. Um, so we're now literally, you know, when Phil Linnett leaves and um, that owned, that literally scraped into the top 40 at number 39. Oh, wow. OK. So, yes. That one was a bit pointless. Yeah. OK. <laughs> Moving on then to Rainbow. Yep. So these, these, they're still down the rock route, but I feel these are a bit more relaxed. These guys remind me of Queen. So these oh, are the okay, queen. Okay. I got queen vibes from these. Right. These were actually, they were known as a super group. Oh, okay. Because they're made up in a sense from two groups. Right. So the, the, the founder, Rich Blackmore, he left Deep Purple, which were a big group in the, I guess, 60s, 70s. I was going to say we've not had that. And he formed this group. It was actually known as Richie Blackmore's Blackmore's Rainbow at, at some times, um, oh. or or now even sorry now it's known as right okay. Um, so he formed the group. He left as I say um, Deep Purple, and he formed this group with an American rock band called Elf. So Elf joined with Richie Blackmore, and they became Rainbow. Okay. So Rainbow were Rich Blackmore on guitar. Oh, so he weren't even a front man. No, well, he, he was, yeah, no, he was not. A, so Ronnie James Dio on vocals, who, as I say, was from Elf. Mm. Craig Gruber or Grubber on bass. Gary Driscoll on drums. And Mickey Lee Saul on keyboards. Okay. Oh, so they're quite a small group. So, yeah. However... Um, Blackmore fired the Elf backing musicians. So oh, okay. Rubber, Driscoll and Mickey Lee Saul. Why? He kept on James Dio, but he got rid of those. Obviously didn't, you know, wasn't happy with them for whatever. Mm. And he brought in um, Jimmy Bain, 
Gary Powell and Tony Carey. Right. So he he literally swapped them over. And then a bit later on, disagreements um, again with Dio. So Dio now left. So this is now 1979. And he was replaced with Graham Bonnet. So literally the elf part of the project Super group. went. Yeah. And um, I did read as well that there were some members from the original band of Deep Purple mm. also joined the group later on. Okay, so a lot of moving around, but yeah, not really a super group, is it? No, <laughs> it started off as one, and then it become not so super, I suppose. Yeah, definitely not. Did these not last long either? So they are still going. Oh, really? I like. I just got the vibes that they didn't last very long. They um so. They formed, so Blackmore, as I say, formed the band after leaving the rock band Deep Purple in 1975 yeah. in Hartford. Right. The band split in 1984. So they did split. Right, okay. So yeah, not that But long. since, they've reformed as Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Okay. In 2015. Okay, so yeah, they're still going, but not ongoing from when they formed. So I'm right in thinking it didn't last long. From what I've listened no. to, because they didn't have many songs. Um, what did I give you? No, one, two, only five. five songs I gave yeah. you. Yeah, but that's so, what uh, I found this. But they're only the hits, and obviously from... I've, I've, yeah. I've not gone right, but I've you know not gone window form seventy five. So I've started in nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, obviously because we're not doing seventies. These ones looked more eighties, but they didn't look like a rock like rock stars, which I think also was why they gave me a bit of Queen vibes, because they weren't like direct, I don't think. They were very nice and soft rock. So three British musicians joined in 1979. I've always said about Graham Bonnet, the vocalist, yeah. keyboardist Don Airy, and former Deep Purple bassists yeah. Roger Glover. So there you go. So they had quite a few um, changes okay. in the band. You had the original wealth, then he brought in, as I said, the ones I read out, Bane... Powell and Carey mm. and then in 79 when Dio left it seems like he over he um rebuilt the band completely again okay so, yeah. all right I'm with you so they had two top 10 hits in the 80s okay four top 40 hits in the 80s yeah um and they had two top 10 albums in the 80s okay one so done in all right. 81 that got to number three and one in 82 that got to number five in the album charts. Right, okay. That's better than um, than Lizzie. Um, well, I think Lizzie had three top ten albums. Yeah, but then their singles did better. Yeah, singles, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. But we, we'll, we'll go through them. Yeah, so. so. Since you've been gone. Is that the first one? Because obviously you gave me that later, didn't yes, you? Yes. Right, yes. okay. That was my least Because I didn't include it because um, it was outside the 80s. Yeah. But it was a top 10 hit. Okay. That was my least favourite. You could have left it out. I could have just uh, gone okay. without the 70s one. Uh, okay. It was my least favourite. It didn't really give me much. It was a bit bland, to be honest. It got a two. Okay. Yeah. So 1979 and got to number six. Really? Yes. Yeah, it was a bit bland for me. But... Okay. Moving on then. 
All night long. All night long. Well, that's more up my street. It's nice and catchy. That got four. That Ooh. that was like it was like kind of like not disco-y, but like like the Queen vibes. That's where I'll get. Do you know what I mean? That type of yeah. sing along and catchy. So yeah. Okay. Well, that was from 1980. Yeah. And that got to number five. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. That's good. Okay. I yeah. surrender. So this was my favourite. I surrender. And again, it was upbeat and catchy, so right on my street got four. But yeah, this is my favourite. Uh-huh. 1981, that was from. Right. Number three. Hey, that's good, isn't it? It is, it is. All these are up there with their songs, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. And then not a group that I would have, you know, really put in with the 80s. Hence, I, you know, never really didn't have them originally to, mm. to give you. I'm quite glad you gave me these. Okay, uh, next one. Can't happen here. Yeah, can't happen here. Um, this one would have scored higher with me, but it was a bit too instrumental. It gave me guitar hero vibes, you know, bringing that back when I talk about rock. Um, so I got three out of five. They weren't bad. Okay, 1981 again. Um, and you're right, it wasn't obviously because uh, it was number 20. Okay, still top 20 though. Yeah. Not bad. And lastly? Um, Stone Cold. This was more mellowed out. So... You know, like it was nice, but weren't up there. It was just that mellow softness of it. So that got a three. Uh-huh. So you'd be surprised if I said that was the number one? No. No, you're right. It was 1982 oh. <laughs> and um, it come number 34. Oh, okay. So that was their worst. But then that's so, at the end as well, isn't it? Where? Yeah. Moving on then to Skids. Like one, what is their name? Who names a band? Skids. Skids. Oh, that's not okay. That's not normal. Are we moving slightly away from rock with these? I couldn't really. Well, these are punk the rock. They're punk right. rock. Right. Okay. Because they're calmer than the other bands. This yeah. one. Yeah. He's a bit calmer. And are these 70s? Because I've got like 70s vibes. Yeah. Um, so you had what, four, four songs. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was from the 80s. Okay. Yeah. So four. So. Um, yeah, and also, you might not be able to answer this, but what I watched um, working for the Yankee Dollar video, and uh-huh. does it have a deeper meaning, like to do with like war in America? Because they're all dressed in like war, they're in trenches. Mm. So it's like maybe it's working for the Yankee Dollar. I don't know. I didn't know whether it came up. I'll be honest, I couldn't couldn't tell you. Well, I wasn't okay, a, so it's not a fan of Skids. So before my time, maybe. I can't think of. Uh, I mean, because. I don't even can't even think of anything that relates to it or whatever okay. around. That it was only because the video, and um, they're not American; they're Scottish, oh. so it doesn't, you know. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, that doesn't. Don't know the the link no. if there was one, but interesting. Most songs do. I mean, you know, most songs come about through something that's yeah, you know, like there's always something with the, that's with the with the writer, whether, yeah, you know. So there's a um, story it could but... well do, but I don't know. But it's weird that they're not. American as well. That's throwing it right off. Okay, so Skids were Stuart Adamson on vocals and guitar, Tom Kellishan on drums. He was drums until 70, so he was with them 77 to 79. Stuart Adamson was 77, 81. Right. Then you had Richard Johnson on vocals, guitar, 77 to 82. Rusty Simpson on bass stroke vocals, 
77 to 80. And then, as I say, the drummer left in 79. He was replaced by Mike Bailey or Bale on drums and stroke vocals. He was there from 79 to 80. But uh, there was a drummer in between those that you might recognise. He was only there for the 1979. So literally when they lost Kellerton and before Bay, Bale, Bailey, they um, had this other drummer, Rusty Egan. Oh, okay. So Rusty Egan, who we had back in the time he was in a group with Majeur, and then obviously mm -hmm. he was with Visage. Yeah, yeah, right. And he was beginning. to do with the uh, nightclub, The Blitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way back. So, that yeah, feels so, like a lifetime ago talking about yeah. that, you know? So um, That's he so was weird. briefly in Skid. So it's funny, we was, we've already mentioned Majeur in this series, who was briefly with Visage, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. Was, or briefly with, sorry, with Rusty um, Egan in the group he was with before Miss Visage. Yeah. Obviously went on to Ultravox. Yeah. Um, Rusty Egan we're talking about in this as well, but with skids. How weird. The 80s so, people yeah. just like to link up and get around, don't they? <laughs> they did. Um, and then also Russell Webb joined in 1980 and he was with until 82. So they were formed, as you probably guessed, in 1977 in Dunfermline, Scotland. Right, okay. I don't think we've had any Scottish bands, you know. And um, Jobson and Adamson were the main writers. Okay. So Adamson left in 1981 and formed Big Country, which we haven't gone into yet. We will do. Mm-hmm. And then Skids pretty much split a year after that. Right, okay. Um, unfortunately, Adamson committed suicide in 2001 by hanging himself. Um, he was due to face a drink drive charge and his wife was um, in the middle of filing for divorce. Obviously, a lot was going on in his, mm. in his life, you know, whether it's a drink that, his wife then filed divorce or whether it is the marriage breaking up that led him to drink hard to know, but obviously the drink then caused um, something happened, drink driving. He was up for a charge and yeah, obviously with everything going on, losing his wife and that he, you know, committed suicide. And I suppose, again, okay. it comes back to mental health. Wasn't such a big thing back then. Yeah. You could get the help know, that you can These now. days it was different. Yeah. Yeah. But edge of you too on his death, said that Adamson, with Big Country, as I say, so we haven't gone into them yet, but I just wanted to bring it up in this, because obviously he was part of Skids, mm. um, had written songs that he wished you two could have written, which is big praise, really. Okay. For Skids? No, Big Country. Big... Oh, right, okay, yes, right, okay. So Stuart Adamson left Skids, and when yeah, he yeah, left, yeah. that was pretty yeah. much the end of Skids, a bit like Phil Linnett with... Um, Thin Lizzy, he left, and pretty much That's that was the end of Thin really. Lizzy. Yeah, the yeah. Same, same scenario happened with Skids. Right. Adamson left. He formed a big country. Yeah, 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 yeah. And on the back of that, he then obviously had more hits, mainly in the 80s. They were an 80s group. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously died, killed himself, suicide. U2's Edge then come out right, after his okay, death yes, and I'm said that he wrote songs he wished you 2 could have written. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. yes, I'm with you. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, that is um that is something that you'll want to hear, isn't it? Yeah. So they had one 
top 40 hit in the 80s. And they, but they did have a top 10 album in the 80s. Okay. In 1980. So they've not done as well as not not as well. Um, but I think they were they were more known, obviously. Stuart Adamson came out of it, and obviously, as I say, he was well known with Big Country. But I think mm. that was a different. I suppose they were like the beginning of a band. I suppose it's like I can't think of the band that Major and Russ Egan was in. I think it was with um, Glenn Matlock. Oh, I don't know. You're going back now, Dad. They their band. Um, oh, I just can't remember what it was called, but it was like obviously the start of something for the like for yeah. Major and obviously to a, to a lesser degree Rusty Egan. Yeah, like the first stepping this stone. This is a bit like the same with Skids. You mm. know, it was they were seen as the band as the stepping stone for Stuart Adamson. Yeah, yeah. Will we be doing Big Country then? If they were yeah, to... yes, definite. Oh, uh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right. I look forward to that then. So they're, they're um, as I say, in 1980, they had a top 10 album and that mm-hmm. got to number nine. Okay, that's not bad. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll move on to their songs then. So you only had four. Yeah. And as I've said, four, three of them weren't, were outside the 80s. Yeah. If you want to go, go um, through Yeah. Them. So the first one, Into the Valley, it was just, that's more like a background song. It's nice and soft. Nothing like stands out. It's just, I don't know, average. It was nice, but not amazing. Um, so that got three. Okay, so that's from 1979. So literally okay. just outside the 80s. Yeah. And that got to number 10. Oh, okay. That's not bad. But what, that's what I mean. Like, it's just, it's a nice song. Nice and soft. Um, and then Masquerade, that was like a change in sound from Into the Valley. Just changed it a bit, got a bit more oomph into it, I think. But it was still, it still only got three with me. Okay. Also 1979. And um, didn't fare as well. Got to number fourteen. Okay, that's still not too bad. It's top twenty. Um, and then the next one's my favourite. Working for the Yankee Dollar. That the very beginning of it, it's like it's Ghostbusters. You know, like it's got like mm. the riff of Ghostbusters. And I was like uh-huh. ready to start singing Ghostbusters, and then it changed. <laughs> and yeah, but it's catchy. That's it's got a really catchy chorus. I definitely recommend listening to it just for the chorus. But I feel like these were quite an average group, so they still only got three. Even though it's my favourite, it's still only got a three. Like it was quite hard to pick a favourite from these, just because they were so like it didn't give me loads of oomph and stuff that I like. But I liked the chorus of that one most. So that was also 1979. Okay. So and that got to number well. 20. Oh, okay. So they're like declining. Okay. No, well, no, they're going down. That's what I mean. They're from number 10 That's what to said. number 14 to number 20. I said they're declining. Oh, That's declining. What declining means. Decl- sorry. I thought you said climbing. Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. Declining. Yeah, no, declining. Yeah, they're declining. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Circus Games, um, that one, compared to the other songs that they had, was a bit bland. And I'm saying the other songs were a bit average, but that one was just, it, I don't know, it was a bit boring. So I got it at eight, I got it at two. I'm guessing that's their 80s Sorry. song as well. That's their 80s <laughs> one, yeah, 1980. And um, you're right, it, it only got to number 32. Yeah, and by yeah. this time, I suppose, the music was changing now. Yeah, yeah. Know. So they had so, to... Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, um, and I suppose, you know, you could say, I don't know, Stuart Adamson, did he think that? And that's why he left. And Maybe, and group. like, did a refresh instead of rebranding yeah. the band. He was like, I'm yeah. just going to do a just whole new thing altogether. Fresh. 
Yeah. Which a lot Maybe. of musicians did do back in that. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, it was so, so, but it was so easy to make bands. I can see why. So, moving on then, the Blockheads. Is Ian Drury okay? That's all I'm going to ask. <laughs> He's well, not a normal human, is he? not with us anymore, so um, oh, okay. he's well, not okay sorry. now, but yeah. I've... Yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know what to think of these ones, Dad. They're a we- you know, they're my weird ones. Um, uh-huh. And he just seems like he's on something. I was watching the videos, just... Or he might well, have may well have been. It's the 70s. He looked high. Late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah. No idea on their genre, though. Could not put it anywhere. So they're, 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 it's like they're, they're trying classed, to rap, but they can't. They're like the skids. They're classed as punk rock. Okay, all right. They like to... They had a little go with some makeup. Well, I suppose that was just starting now. You're yeah, in that yeah, era that's now what where, I thought. You know, David Bowie, late 70s, early 80s. You're in, you're in you know, with that. And they were also classed as new romantics, Ian Dewey, but I'd say they were very, very beginnings. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like their songs have deeper meanings. Like when you listen to lyrics, it's like when you're talking about something, aren't you? don't know how he sang any of them seriously in public on stage. But I just think they're very weird. They're a large group, are they? You can tell me now, but uh, I feel like they're a large group. The, the Blockheads, also known as Ian Jury and the Blockheads. That was more their, their name. That that's how it came up on Spotify. And I was yeah, like, I'm that's guessing what they this is the right one. Known as. So Ian Jury was the vocalist. Mm-hmm. You had Chaz Yankel on guitar stroke piano. Mm-hmm. You had Charlie Childs on drums and Norman Watroy on bass. Childs and Watroy joined from another band, The Loving Awareness. And... Later on, former bandmates Mick Gallagher, keyboards, and John Turnbull, guitar, would also join the Blockheads. So they're actually more from other bands called yeah. The Loving Awareness. Yeah. So, um, as I say, Blockheads, also known as Ian Dewey and the Blockheads, were formed in 1977, and they disbanded in early 1982. Oh, okay, so they really didn't last long then, five years. No, but they, they did reform in 1987 for a tour of Japan, but disbanded not long after that. Right. They then reformed again in 1990 following the death of drummer Charlie Childs okay. um, from cancer for two benefit concerts for his family. Um, these were held in Kentish Town with Stephen Monty and uh, joining on drums in obviously place of um, the now deceased Charlie Childs. Right, okay. They then toured without Yankel, who by now was in California, but then disbanded in 1994. Jury himself was diagnosed with cancer in 1996. However, after his recovery from treatment, the Blockheads travelled again with Dylan Howe replacing Steve Monty on drums, and they continued touring throughout 1999. And then on the 6th of February 2000, they performed at the London Palladium. Oh, yeah, and then unfortunately, six weeks later, on the 27th of March, 2000, Ian Jury then died. Okay, well, he got to do quite a lot in his time, didn't he? Yeah. And the Blockheads, so now not, not oh, known without, as Ian Jury in the Blockheads, yeah. just the Blockheads, have continued even releasing an album in tribute to Jury. Oh, that's quite nice. But I'm intrigued at what that sounds like because he was their vocalist. 
It's not going to be the same, is it? No. So they had one hit in the 80s. Okay. And they had two top 10 albums, um, but Ooh. they were in 77 at number five and 79 at number two. Oh, okay. So none in the 80s. Right. But then they didn't last long. They were kind of on again and off no. again. So you had three songs, so not a lot. Oh, I'm so glad it weren't on now. Um, so uh, hit me with the first one. Oh, it's, it's, it's a traumatic song. Like, it's disturbing, is what I think of Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. It's not singing either, is it? It's just like, and I watched a video for it, expecting it to be really weird. And this is the one where I'm like, how are you singing this so seriously? Like, when you listen to it, it's very disturbing. Oh, God, no, that got one. It got one. A one. A one. Same. Hit me with your rhythm stick, released in 1978, okay. and it charted number one. No, 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 I do not accept. Are people okay? That song got number one. Are you winding that me up? That got to number one. No, you're not winding one. me up. No, number one, hit me with your rhythm stick, 1978. Oh, God, I'm Ian Jury and the Blockheads. This has been cancelled because that's just ridiculous. What what on uh but it was outside of the 80s, so I can't be like, what on earth are you yeah. not thinking? It was outside the 80s. So the 80s people can rest. They didn't have bad music taste because they did not vote that to be number one. But that's mad. That's the number one. That's the number week. one you listen to this week. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Hit Don't me. say it like that. Stop. <laughs> that's horrible. It's so horrible. Right, okay. maybe not. We'll move on. Reasons to be cheerful. It was nice background music. One, two, but it three. Yeah, yeah. But again, it weren't really singing. That also got one. Okay. Like, it sings about weird things. 1979. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. Got to number three. Over there, people liked this. I'm never listening to him again. Okay, all right. Well, I want to be straight was my favourite, and that's saying a lot because it was really hard to pick a favourite. It was just like the most normal sounding one. It was all right, but it got two. So it didn't do much okay, better, well, but it was... That was from 1980. Sounding. So at least I like the 80s one. Come on, 80s. And I it? want to be straight, got to number 22. Okay. I mean, I'll take it, but I'm just, I can't go over the fact that Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick is number one, to be honest. That's yeah. mental. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You will see... Um, I'm not sure how many, how long it was at number one, actually. I might have to just have a quick look. Well, that's just me one week. I just quickly have a look. One week. Yeah, it was just one week. It was actually, it crept up. So it was number 44, then number right. 30, then number 13. It was number 13 again for another week. So you'd think then it was, hmm. then it suddenly went up to number six. Then oh. it was at number two. Right. Then it was at number two again. And then it okay. was number one. It then got to, it then dropped down to number two, number four. So it was in the top five or top 10 for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks. Because after number four, it got to number eight. And then it was still in the top 20, number 16, then number 21, and then, yeah, number 48 and 63. But yeah, it was, um, it was in the top 10 for seven weeks. Number one for a week is in the top 20 for 10 weeks, in the top 40 for 12 weeks. People were just trying to make sense of it, that's why. Altogether is in 15 weeks in the top 100. 
it's worth it's word of mouth isn't it like oh my goodness you gotta listen to this absolute weirdness of a song that's what it was not not one that you'd have gone out and bought obviously definitely not dad i would have had that on the radio and switched it off see i, I, I did like it I, li- no. I, I like it but I, li- I prefer reasons to be cheerful i do like like that one's not i can't say i like it it's not bad but it, they're just weird dad <laughs> you've got the weird ones out okay we'll move, move on, on to darts yeah yeah let's do that um okay. so, so this genre have they gone more blues i feel like we're in the blues you're gonna be like no uh, no they're, i suppose they are blues. a bit like it. they're they're do they're in the classes do up do up band life is a do up a do up that's a new one isn't it do yeah do <laughs> okay don't know what that is I think uh, I suppose Shawaddy Waddy maybe were probably uh, like a doo wop band. Okay. I know we haven't mentioned Shawaddy no. Waddy. They, they were they weren't. But we mentioned them once. Yeah, I think we might have mentioned them. But yeah, I'd say they were that probably same ilk. Okay. Well, so, not bad. Now these were a big band. Were they? Yeah. I thought there was only four, and there's only four singers: three men and a woman. And they're like a group, not a band. I think you'll find there was a nine piece. Oh, blooming heck. I thought I only saw other people joining them when they were doing live. You had Den Hegarty, Griff Fender, Rita Ray and Orsio Hornblower. They were the founder members after right. leaving the Rocky Sharp and the Razors group. Okay. Uh, joining them late or not so long after was Ian Thompson, George Curry, and John Drummer. Right. And they were all ex members of the John Drummer's Blues Band. So, hence, right. you probably hear in the blues. Uh, uh, yeah. And then the lineup was completed with William Howe and Bob Fish. So, there are a lot of people. So, yeah, nine. only these four. So they were founded in 1976 in Brighton. Oh, okay. Uh, They're a do-what band, as I said. Um, And they um, disbanded in 1985. Um, I don't know much about them, to be honest. There's not a lot on them. But um, they did have... They're probably the bridesmaids of the... Bridesmaids? ...music industry. Because they had three number twos in 1970. Oh, oh, what you mean is that always the bridesmaid, never the bride, yeah. never, always at two, three, never number Three, three number twos, all in 1978. Um, they had one top 20 in the 80s, and they had two top 10 albums, one at number nine in 77, and one at number eight in 78, which probably had those three number twos in it. But yeah, mm. no number one, but plenty of twos. So they're like a mediocre group, just can't get themselves up there. Yeah, yeah. Bless them. Well, I liked these. These are more like dancey and calm and I'm swaying along, being able to sing along. They dressed really snazzy, which I really liked. And they just looked like they were having fun. Uh-huh. But they do look 70s in their videos with their dress. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Again, as, as I said, I'd class them as 70s. Yeah. Um, they had three number twos, as I've said, in the 70s. Yeah. Um, you only listen to one song from the 80s. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. So, shall we go through those songs? Yeah, yeah. Let's go through them. Um, so, you've got Daddy Cool slash The Girl Can't Help It. And that, well, I just found that catchy and upbeat. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a nice change. 
from doing like the rock people and Ian Drury, it was nice to come on to this. And that got four out of five. Okay, so Daddy Cool, 1977. Okay. Number six. Wow, that's good. That's not bad at all. You can tell it's the 70s. Um, the boy from New York City. Again, it was fun. I was tapping along. It was quite nice. Like the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Um, that got a four as well. So after Daddy Cool, they had Come Back My Love. I didn't give you that, so I didn't want to give you too many because they were, as I say, mainly 70s. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Come Back My Love got to number two in 1978. Oh, okay, so there's one, 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 one. So that's one. Then you had The Boy from New York City. Yeah. 1978, number two. Okay, so there's the second one. Okay, so would It's Raining be the third one? But It's Raining, the intro reminds me of some other song and I can't put my finger on it and it was annoying me, but I might have to listen to it more to see if I can work out what song. But it, this It's Raining was nice and calm. It weren't as upbeat as the other two. Um, that got three. Okay, so It's Raining, you're right, 1978, number two. Okay. So if you liked them, it might be worth, you know, when you have time to listen to Come Back My Love, which was their other number two. But I didn't give you it just because I thought I don't want to give you too many songs of theirs from the 70s. Yeah, because we're doing 80s. Come Back My Love. Yeah, which was their other number two in 1978, which would have been that'd have been early 78. So I guess you would have had Come Back My Love early 78, The Boy from New York City mid 78, and then probably It's Raining end of 78. Yeah. However, we're going to the next song. Don't Let It Fade Away. That's very calm. There's more of a focus on the singing. I was like swaying along to that. I quite enjoyed that one. That got four. So that was also 1978. Oh, right. So we're busy in 1978. Yeah, and that, but that only got to number 18. Oh, even though they had all their number twos. I mean, it's not like it's very different. Then you've got Duke of Bell, And this just yeah. reminds me of like a rom-com. I can see it in a film, like a rom-com type film. I uh, don't know. It just gave me that type of vibe. They got a number, it got a three. Okay, that was from 1979. Okay. And that got to number six. So the same as Oh, Daddy okay. Cool. That's not bad. So they're not really out of the top ten, are they? And then Let's Hang On is my favourite. Um, it was just very dancing, very disco, very upbeat up my street and that was i've got that that was a four out of five as well, well it's good to hear that's your favorite so like with the blockheads where you said i want to be straight was your favorite that was the song from the 80s yeah the same with this let's hang on is their song from the 80s 1980 mm-hmm. and that got to number 11 just outside the oh okay well i'll take it that's not bad but that was their only hit in the 80s that was their hit in the 80s their only one okay i'll take it so, yes. i liked it and that's what that's the song that is the reason we're talking about them now. Yeah, and I, I that was my favourite, so... Okay, so um, on to Matchbox. Yeah. Your last group. Yeah, I got Blues Country from these, but they're probably well, not. really? The, yeah. the clue was already there. The clue was there. What, because there's a rock one called Rockability Rebel? That's it. They well, are I don't think a they're rock, Rockability though. Band. I don't think they're... That's what they're, cla- that's what they're classed as. Yeah, but who makes... Who decides this? Well, unfortunately, it's a certain website on um, the internet that I go to for my information, and that's what's on that website. Uh, I get it. I wasn't it. a fan of Matchbox, I'd be honest. I you weren't a fan? Tell you, I couldn't... No, I've never listened to them. Oh, you've got to at least listen to Midnight Diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give that a listen. 
See, I went to put them as rock. Like, I don't, I can't hear the rock in it at all. I'm like, they have their upbeat and they have their chilled out songs. There's nothing rock. I did think it was weird they had a song called Rockability Rebel. Ah, but it's Rebel, so I wonder whether they're like, yeah, we're mm. class of Rockability, but we ain't going well, maybe. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just, as I say, I'm just going by the information I've got, mm. and that says General Rockability Band. Well, they're suited and booted. they got sideburns. So I feel like, are you located? Yeah, they I, I, I suppose, are they a bit like, um, oh, I can't think of the band now that um, done Only You. Uh, flying pickets, the flying pickets, they're probably a bit what? Like them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's flying a, pickets. Yeah. These uh, names, Dad, I tell you, do they just like put random words in some hats and pick them out and be like, right, we are going to be called this, this, this? It's yeah. very odd. Or they look for the first thing in the room, like, oh, there's a matchbox yeah. there, that's on him. Yeah. Matchbox were Wiffy Smith, Ian Terry, Fred Polk, and Jimmy Redhead. They were the founding members. However, the band has had numerous lineups throughout. Oh, like everyone. Um, and then their main lineup, from what I could work out, was Steve Bloomfield, Fred Polk, Jimmy Redhead, both founding members, and Graham Fenton. They were founded in 1971 in Middlesex. Okay. Um, they had their biggest hit in 1980, number four. And they had a top 10 album in 1980. Right. Um, they disbanded around 86, 87. So I, I feel like out. they've lasted the longest this week. However, Graham Fenton reformed a band called Graham Fenton's Matchbox. And right. they were still active in 2019. So oh, I wow. guess they still are. But obviously because of the pandemic and that, they obviously yeah. weren't as, because I'm guessing they're getting on a bit. Oh, definitely. But yeah, definitely in 2019, still active. Okay, so like just doing their own thing. Yeah. So, um, and as I said, in in the 1980s, they had a top 40 album, and that was at number 23. All right. I mean, that's not the best that we've had this week. No, but... They're not up there with the others, are they? No, no. Yeah, well, these were... I mean, there was yeah, only five, four songs. Five songs. Four. Five. Five. Uh, well, we'll find out which one you've not listened to then. Very intrigued now. Okay. Well, I've so, got four. Start with the first. Rockability Rebel. Yeah. Um, that one had me moving. Okay. It was catchy. It was really nice. Good one to come into. That got a four out of five for me. Okay. Well, that was from 1979. And that one got to number 18. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Next. Uh, Midnight Dynamos. Like I've already said, you need to listen to it. It's my favourite. It's great. Love it. It's very fast paced. It's upbeat. It's got a four out of five. So that's okay. my favourite. Well, that was from the 1980s, 1980 to be exact. And that got to number 14. Okay. I'll take it. So it's not their 20. biggest hit. Not no. their biggest hit. No. I'm intrigued about their biggest hit because, like I say, they've got that upbeat and chilled out songs. Now, from those two, we're like that upbeat going on now. These are like they're more chilled out. So it's when you know, when when you ask about love. Yes, I forgot the K. I've put in when you ask <laughs> about love, and I'm like, that don't make sense. When you ask about love, that's they're more chilled. We're going into that now, but it was nice. It was nice and mellow. Yeah, I liked it. It was average, so a three out of five that got. That was also from 1980. 
and that reached the dizzy heights of number four. Oh, okay. Oh, see, I prefer like the more upbeat ones. I don't know, maybe it was just the way they were done it. But this is what I mean by it's also not like Rocky because they're very different from each other. Um, and then I've just realised, so this one is Over the Rainbow slash You Belong to Me. It came up as one. Correct, a double A song. Yeah, okay. Yes, double A but these side. are the four and five songs, aren't they? One. Yeah, so it's yeah. come up as one for me, so I've listened to both in one. Do you know what I mean? Oh, right, okay. Um, so that's why I've not got five, I've only got four. Um, so obviously Over the Rainbow has been covered. Is it the normal Over the I Rainbow then? I don't I feel, know. I feel like it is. I'm second-guessing myself now, but is it? I wrote it has, so it must be. Um, like they're both like a lullaby. This is what I mean by the really chilled out. Like these were like mega chill, like lullaby. Like I've re- I don't I don't think I've ever written lullaby, but yeah, but they weren't that bad. It was nice to listen to. So they got a three out of five. Okay, so over the rainbow and you belong to me got were released in 1980, and they got to number fifteen. That's not bad. Not bad at all, is it? No. I am shocked that when you ask about love, it's their highest one, though. That what's like? When you ask about love. When you ask about yeah, love. That's their yeah. highest one. But then you were shocked that you had a number. Oh, one don't even get me back on that on that one. So Jesus. Oh, while we're still on Matchbox, actually, when um I was watching, I can't remember which one I was watching, but I was watching a top of the pops video of them while I'm looking at my videos. And the presenter did a little short interview. Like, this has never happened before. Usually the top of the pop videos are cut, just them singing their song. Like, I never really have the presenter in there. But he was doing a little short interview with Gary Newman because it must have been released, whichever one it was, I can't remember, around the time he was going, oh, you're retiring. And Gary Newman was like, from shows, yes, but I'm still going to be making music. And I forgot how weird he is with his non-blinking malarkey. I was like, oh, I forgot about you. But yeah, but that was quite funny that you popped up on the screen. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't listened to it, but I've just looked up Over the Rainbow and it took me to the Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz. Right. Okay. I don't know if that is that song. I don't know. By Judy Garland. I don't know. I'd have to listen to it. Like, I can't really play it in my head. Do not have one in my head. Blooming Dancing in the Moonlight. That's what's in my head. So I can't get to Matchbox because apparently I've got Thin Lizzie. Okay. All right. So that was this week. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for next week's revelation? Do you want to hear whether I hit or miss your? Week? Oh yeah, that would be a good, good, be, good, um, good end to the the, the uh, series the, one episode well, one. Sorry, series two. Series two episode <laughs> one. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, hit or miss. Hit or miss? So, I am. <laughs> Thin Lizzy was a miss. As much as there were songs that I liked on there, it just got too rock for me. So they were a miss. Okay. Um, but Rainbow, they were a lovely hit because I liked, I mean, they were like, yeah, like All Night Long, I Surrender, you know, like up there. I really liked them. Sing along. Uh-huh. And they were more an 80s band than Thin Lizzy, so I will take that. Yeah. And um, they and All Night Long and I Surrender were both top five hits for them in the 80s. So, so yeah, they've um, done well. So, yeah. Definitely, they're ones I'd have to go back to. Um, skids. I was on the fence, but 
but then I'm like, well, I'm on the fence. Am I going to listen to them again? Am I really? And I put them as myths. So it's like, I liked them. And like their scorings that they got for me, like, you know, they were average. Like they got threes, they got one, two. So I feel like, because they are average, you know how I was saying, they're just like, you know, they don't give me that much oomph. That's what I think was missing. Yeah. And that's why they're a miss. Okay. And again, mainly, mainly a 70s yeah, band, late 70s. Um, so I'm. I will take that. Yeah, I will take that. And um, blockheads. Yeah, I know what's coming in. Yeah, <laughs> I'd never want to hear that voice ever again in my life. I just, I don't get it. I really don't understand it. So they get miss. Okay. Darts. They were. They were a hit. I enjoyed darts. They were. Yeah. Just seeing few were... around. They could have got to number one. You know. Who does? On a couple of their singles. Yeah. Yeah. They had them, those three number twos. You know, my one extra and my word of mouth. That one extra sale. Yeah. And word of mouth yeah, could have, could have got a number them to be a number one. Maybe. But no, they were really nice. So I really and I definitely as I say, I mean, and I suppose you know, we I keep referring back to them because I suppose they were the ones that you first shot me with that you liked, and that was the vapors. Mm. And also, you went on and listened to them. I would definitely say, you know, you probably need to go and look, listen to that combat, my love. Yeah, for, I've um, written it down. They were the number two. Got my eighties playlists now, so yeah, add to that. Okay. <laughs> and then Matchbox was also a hit. Yay! And there again, a nineteen eighties band. So whereas Darts were more seventies, yeah. you know, seventy eight. Mm. Matchbox, you know, they were very 80s 1980 a bit like rainbow well there 80s. you go then okay I, I like the so, uh, apparently my um ears listen out for the 80s and like that yeah okay we'll move on to next week yes go on what have i got okay you have got the nolans oh okay that's like um colleen nolan like the nolan sisters Right. I don't know any of their songs, but I know them okay. in the showbiz. Earth, Wind and Fire. Okay, interesting name. The Jacksons. Right, okay, fantastic. Love them. The Detroit Spinners. Nope. Champagne. Okay, not heard of them. And Dr. Hook. Dr. See, that's what I mean. They just put words together. <laughs> They're just very weird. Okay. All right. No, I've only heard of like the Nolans, where I can say I don't know any of their music and the Jacksons. Jackson 5. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting to see what Jackson's songs again. Because mm. there can't be that many if you're giving me five with them. Or there's loads of theirs and not many of the others. All we see. Okay. No, neither, none of them have really got a lot. It's a bit like um, this the week. Jacksons have got the most mm. and the Nolans. Okay, it's a bit like this week sisters. where there have not been many. All right. Hence, you've got six groups. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So I will send uh, the songs over to you. Yep. But um, I'll get my listening game that's, on. That's it for this week. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with it, with the way it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Bet not any, any of those six that you listen to aren't really on my radar. Um, there's a few well, you've to me. been surprised by saying listen, that you like but, um, a bit of Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick, weirdo. It got to number one, so you're the weirdo. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't cope with that. 
gonna have to permanently erase that from my from my memory ever listening to that song. Right. <laughs> okay. All right then. All right. Well, on that, I will say goodbye yeah. and um, let you listen to the music this week that um, will be sent to you and discuss it next week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. And bye bye. Bye, Dad. <laughs>